Welcome to I See Dad People, providing a voice to the modern dad around the world, sharing stories, having a laugh, and cringing at Eugene's I don't know where he found them dad jokes. So let's go. Welcome to I See Dad People and our Tuesday midweek special, where we give you more Steve and Eugene time. Before we jump into our bite-sized show today, we need to reveal what we have coming up this Friday. We have Dr. Kieran O'Mahony, who links neuroscience with teaching and learning. We get in-depth information about best practices for educating our kids and up-to-date analysis on teaching from home. It, it really, really is a fascinating listen. Here's a clip of what's to come this Friday. Probably something a parent could do next week, for example, um, that that would help them, you know, uh, help so their. I'll give you two things. One of them is physical, and one of them is emotional. And so the first one is, uh, take the child's age. If the child is six, we'll say every seven minutes the child should be up doing something physical, like really physical. What's your favorite day of the week? Oh, I love Wednesday because on Wednesdays I get to play music with my buddies in a bar but guess what it's been very difficult lately <laughs> so as you can see folks it's it's not to be missed make sure and tune in today what we're going to talk about is those first few days you know uh bringing your kid home and you know all the things you had in your list of people to buy whether you had an online amazon baby shower list of things for people to get you and stuff so we're going to talk about some of the fun things around that so let's kick off with that, Eugene, today. I remember when Joanna and myself sat down and we were like, and Joanna was like, we need to have a baby list. And I said, why? And he goes, people are going to want to buy stuff. And I'm like, oh. and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And she said, well, if we don't, we'll end up, people will buy the same things and we'll end up with five diaper bins. And I goes, well, from what I've heard, five is not enough. Uh, and actually that <laughs> is the one thing you need more than one of, I can tell you. Uh, but um, well, first of all, Eugene, did you kind of build that same list? And what was a what was a thing was on that list, or or you got, and you're like, well, never use this, or something like that. And but you ended up being a great little tool. It's a good question, Stevie. Um, the the listing we found very useful, um, especially because a lot of Savannah's family, obviously she, she's from the States, and when we had Riley, we were in Ireland, so we were able to, to utilize that quite well. I think the, um, the, the best piece of advice that we got is to don't, don't buy the world. <laughs> we, we kept it kind of um, pretty short, to be honest, in terms of things we bought. It was more so when we brought Riley back home that we started seeing what things kind of fit for him and kind of organize it around then and what we found extremely useful is because um, you're you're so scared of this little tiny thing that you're brought into the world if if he's breathing and if everything is okay we got this little monitor pad i'm not sure the name of it maybe angel care or something like that that you could just leave under his uh mattress in his wicker basket and it's very sensitive to his movements and whatnot. And obviously, if anything did happen, an alarm would go off. And that gave us a bit more peace of mind for getting a rest and whatnot. So that was very, very useful. Uh, what about you, Stevie? 
That's a great, that's a great one. I, I, I'd heard of some, I've heard of some monitors now that kind of can, uh, can watch your kid and can kind of detect if they're not breathing or if their temperatures change and everything. So there's mm. kind of some crazy equipment out there now. It'll tell you, it'll tell you if they can't see their eyes or their face. So if they turned over, you know, which is the big danger, right? Um, yeah, so but I never heard of the mat underneath. So actually it might be interesting to, uh, to share that uh, later on the link, you know, and yeah, sure you know, none of these things are, I would call out that of course, none of these things are fail safes, right? You, you know, they're, they're all just tools and you gotta, you gotta figure out your own way and what you feel comfortable with. That's the big thing, right? Like exactly. uh, you gotta be, yeah. you gotta be careful. There's, there's no right or wrong here. doesn't mean you can go out drinking for the night just because the mat you, is underneath. Yeah, right? definitely. You can't set push notifications to your phone or something coming from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think for me though, one of the funniest things was I'm going through this list and there was this butt paste applicator, right? Butt it was paste. Like this, butt paste applic application applicator oh. so you, you, this little thing you could hold in your hand and you put it in the pseudocreme or the, or the what, what this thing called butt paste was called and so when they have rashes and stuff you could put it on and i remember looking at this thing and i was saying to joanna i was like why would we buy this why would we put this on our list i have a perfectly good working hand that my mom used everyone used to put on the paste why do i need some sort of plastic yoke to stick in there and spread it on their butt and i said this is ridiculous and she said well mate let's just let's just put it on there and if you don't use it i will and i was like all right let's put it on there and i just thought it was ridiculous i'm going to be completely honest i thought it was the most ridiculous thing i ever heard of <laughs> but and literally there's a pun there but <laughs> yeah but um it was a very useful thing because what i didn't realize at the time was when you were trying to change a baby's diaper when they're really young, there is a lot of things happening at that moment in time. A lot of things happening. <laughs> and I realized that when you're trying to pull, put on diapers and you're wiping with wipes and you're trying to get things on, um, actually, it is quite handy to have a clean hand and not to have pseudocream and butt paste all over your hand while they're trying to put their clothes on and you're rushing out the door for something or you're trying to feed them at the same time with a bottle so you got one bottle in one hand and you're trying to change a diaper with the other hand which i was very good at i could change a diaper with one hand which fair going i'd say i'll give myself an old pat pat on the back <laughs> for that pat one. on the bus Pat on the butt, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. That's why I kind of slowed that one down. I said, that's an obvious Eugene sentence is coming after this. But um, So yeah, no, actually, I do recommend it. Actually, the thing worked pretty well. You just stick it in the scope. You give it a bit of a blah, blah, over and back. If you could see me hand there, you could kind of see a little bit of that, a little bit of that like a little bit of Da Vinci there, you know. And all of a sudden, by five seconds, the paste's on or the, the pseudocream's on and your hand's still clean, you know. And what you know, sometimes, and you know, and, and if they there's stuff squirting around, yeah, they give me a trowel. Yeah, I call it the butt paste applicator, but in other words, it's a garden trowel. Uh, yes, or, or maybe like a plaster. You know, do you ever watch the, the plasters? It's when they're really good at their job oh, and they yeah, just hold the it out board. and they're just like flicking it. It's like something, it's like being at yeah. an opera or, or, mm -hmm. a, or an orchestra. They're just like this, flicking it so, against the wall and smoothing it, right? And that's what I felt like. I felt like a king. A king of applicators. King king of butt paste applicators. What a title. Yeah. What a time. King, king <laughs> you know, Shakespeare. King Schmear. <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> Shmeer. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something Sean Connery should be saying for us. Romeo and Juliet. Um, <laughs> yeah. We got this little little thing. I thought it was a little novelty gift or something. But I just looked it up now after you were talking about your book paste. I was thinking about something weird that we got that um, could have turned out to be useful, but we didn't use it. It's actually called a windy gas and colic reliever for babies. So you can kind of um, put your mind into what it does. And it is something that has helped babies, apparently, to pass gas um, from down below, let's say. <laughs> just like the wonky donkey. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, just, it's funny, you know, these lists of things and your dad. And I think come from Ireland, I think we're in the same thing. as like, we don't need anything. We only need two or three things, you know. Like, we don't need all these yeah. things. But it's amazing. I will say, you know, it's, it's very commercialized, the world right now. Uh, but there are certain things you get that does make your life a little less stressful and easier. Like the, the monitor is one. And there's just little things you can get. Like the diaper bin. We have a diaper genie thing. And, you know, it has this little thing you can tie at the top. You can, and it keeps all the, the smells inside. Um, mm. So the smelly, lanky, donkey, wonky smells are, are kept inside <laughs> the old bucket or inside the old uh, bin. Uh, so, yeah, so that's a, that was pretty good. So, so after... Riley was born and, you know, got, got everything there. Do you remember kind of the first, the ride home and maybe the, what do you remember about that? And do you have any first memories of the first day or two that the good, if you have that on the good side of things as well, like what kind yeah, of, yeah. Kind of, oh, kind of oh, tougher? we, we have, we have funny moments. Um, like obviously it's going to be a mix of both. Like my, my answer, because there's so much fear, I think, Fathers get that fear. Parents get that fear. It's not. It's not fair just to say fathers. Um, so obviously Savannah had had quite a a difficult delivery, thirty something hours, and she was very tired. And I remember on the way home, Riley was in his child seat, and Savannah was sitting in the back, and the poor thing was falling asleep on the way home. And I was just worried about this little this little peanut <laughs> in the, the the child seat and just hoping that he's okay and i remember just just nudging savannah just hey savannah just just keep an eye on him just in case because you don't know um and then we got home and we were putting the little man down to bed for the first night and in his little wicker basket and i <laughs> and i remember the fear set in like is it still breathing is he okay what's going on and I sat on the edge of the bed, just hovering over the wicker basket and seeing that he's okay, checking him every so often. And I remember, um, you've seen Game of Thrones, right, Stevie? Yes, I have, Eugene. Okay. Do, do you know that that, um, that kind of paragraph that the Night's Watch? So this uh, could be a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Game of Thrones. Just a heads no, up. it's not. It's not. This is first season. It's fine. It's not going to ruin anything. But when they're taking the pledge for for um, for the Night's Watch in Game of Thrones, they they speak about this thing about becoming part of the Night's Watch, and that's what I sent on to my friends. Here you go, Night's Watch. So that's a funny moment that I remember. Um, yeah, there, there's just so, such a mix of fear that you have, um, and one of the things that that was. And that, that sticks out in my mind and Savannah's mind. And, and, we're, and we're quite open about things. Uh, but we were intending on doing like breastfeeding. Um, and when when you're breastfeeding at the start, um, what, your, what your wife or your partner will be breastfeeding is actually this thing called colostrum, 
which is really nutritious for the baby and really good. So obviously we're wanting the little man to get as much nutrition as possible. But because Savannah was so tired and so stressed after such a difficult delivery, it was very hard to get this colostrum. So we actually tried to go for a manual approach where Savannah was trying to output the colostrum and I had this little syringe <laughs> that I was trying to get the colostrum from so we could try and feed our baby. But it's so funny when we just talk about it now. It's, uh, yeah, definitely a funny moment that springs to mind. What about you, Stevie? I don't have a lot of memories from the first day or two. I have one specifically. I remember putting her into the car. I specifically remember that. I remember the car seat. It was an older car seat when I had her. I just remember putting her in. And that was the moment, like, we're going home. And and I was a little more like, um, you know, Seppe last week, you know, where I actually wasn't that worried. And, and maybe it was down to the fact that, um, you know, I have a younger brother, Patrick, who is quite an age gap. So when I was 18, 19, we had a, we had a newborn in the family. And, uh, and so I did a lot of the diaper changing. I did a lot of looking after. I helped out a lot there, as far as I remember anyway. I hope my parents would agree with that. But I think I remember helping out a lot <laughs> and doing a lot of those things. So it's kind of used to having that. And so, and that plus, I think there was just the craziness around everything. And, and you know, we didn't go, we had a little, uh, physically at least, we had a, an easier uh, delivery um, than, 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 than you guys had, at least physically we did. And so, um i think i think getting into the car i think i was more relieved to get home and back to our house and and we had our neighbors our best friends emily and john they're awesome and they're like they're like family since i came here they're just two of the best people ever and they're living like literally next door to us but they were joined onto our house and and i just kind of felt I think I felt a bit safer and just a little more sport because they were literally next door it was almost like having our family there it was like having our family there and and they were always there. And I think that kind of created a little bit of relief and, uh, and just having them show that. And, and they were just so great with Saoirse. And they were always the first few months, you know, they were always there all the time. And I think that kind of alleviated. And I remember getting back to work because I actually didn't take any days off when Saoirse was born at the start. Actually, Mr. Michael Bernstein, one of my, uh, my, 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 uh, my manager at the time, he get, he had given me the advice. He says, you know, the first week or two, all, all the kids going to be doing is going to be sleeping and, you know, feeding. And he recommended to me to wait two or three weeks because that's the tougher time. Uh, and that's the time you can be of more help to your partner is that two or three weeks. And I was like, and it's so tempting, you know, to take that first two weeks. But I took it and then I took two weeks or a week or two off, you know, three or four weeks later. And it turned out that was the time was actually better for for Joanna for me to have because it was growing up now and you know and there was more things to do and so that was one thing that was really surprising that was good advice he gave me now Michael had actually twins so he had a whole new challenge I could only I, I just every time I think about having twins and for those dads out there who have twins or triplets even I'm like how would he even survive that like he was telling me like you just like literally there's you know when you have one kid you can pass over and back and if you're feeding and breastfeeding them but then you're also giving them some of the bottle at least there's some relief but there's not when you have twins, like literally, you're just switching <laughs> over. Like there's always, yeah. everyone's always holding one. But I think the only advantage is, is when they get to an age where they can play with each other, I could definitely see some of the value there where they can kind of look after each other. And so, yeah, that, that was kind of it. And so that was kind of the first day. So maybe and, we jump into any, our... Do you have sorry, any do, funny moments that, that stick out in that period of time? Anything that makes you laugh? I just think uh, Saoirse was just a very... She has. She always has been. She's a very funny, 
she has a, definitely a sarcastic nature about her from the day she was born. She wasn't, we didn't, wasn't going to call her Saoirse at all. We were calling her Eleanor or, or something else. I, and, uh, and we just, it was like, it was, I would say it was about 15 minutes before we signed the document because Saoirse was one of the names. I loved it, just her Irish background mm. and stuff and the fact that Saoirse means freedom for, for folks that don't know. And we just looked at her and said, there's no way she's an Eleanor. She's a Saoirse. Like, she just is. <laughs> and she always has been and the name has always suited her. And there's a certain kind of warrior style about her. She's just a little warrior is the way I can, best way to describe her. Um, she's a fighter. She's a warrior. She's, she, but she's also got a, a really nice sensitive side to her. All right, uh, a couple of questions quickly to finish this off today then, Eugene, and uh, getting us ready for our next Friday interview. What was your, what's your favorite food? I think from growing up in Ireland, um, having a, a treat is associated with so many things. If you get hurt, if you get beaten in a game of, of football or soccer or whatever, if, if you... You must have got a lot of treats then. Well, we never got any treats after playing Watford anyway, Stevie. Yeah, and like it's always been associated with like a trigger, a good time, a bad time and whatnot. You get a treat. And for that back in Ireland, it was always takeaway. So you go have a, a burger or, or a bag of chips or fries. Battered sausage. Call it here as well. Battered um, sausages. Yeah, oh, that's man. Right. That's yeah, what I miss yeah. from Ireland. Battered, Battered sausage. Salt and vinegar on it. Oh, oh man. amazing. Yeah. yeah, something like that. That would be my go-to um, as, as my, my um, favourite um cheat let's say staying on the subject of food what would you want to be your last meal if you were on death row <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> i know yeah we went there i think what i would like and i don't even know the name of it dosa so it's an indian food it's like a, a big pancake dosa and it's vegetarian i was actually speaking to satya the other day uh, he's a good friend of mine from 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 London, and uh, we were talking about. It. He brought me out to this restaurant, and I think it's South Indian food versus Northern Indian. I think we're a little more familiar with. I think I always kind of get those mixed up, but I think it's South Indian dosa is one of the dishes, and it's this big pancake. I think it's made from rice. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure made from rice, uh, but they have all these ingredients, all these potato dishes, and all these lentil dishes. You can just put put in the middle and use your hands and you eat it. And it's light. It's it's so light. And I think that mm. is my favorite thing. And if I only had one meal, I think that would be it. And the irony is it's a vegetarian. There is no meat whatsoever in it. And that always makes, and I was like, to your question, I've always asked if I could only live on one type of food for the rest of my life, it'd probably be that. Nice. Yeah. Well, you certainly don't need the gas passer with it or the windy. Yeah, no, but you might need the paste. <laughs> what, one more question for you then, Eugene. Do you... Do you prefer to travel alone or with a group? Um, obviously putting myself outside of being being a father now or anything like that because most of the traveling I'd, I'd be doing for holidays is with family. I'm trying to crack that whole thing. Um, but when I did go traveling around South America, I I just got, I got a night in work one day and I booked a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires in um, Argentina. And I traveled by myself and I met some of the most loveliest people. And I think if I traveled in a group, 
we would probably stick within that group and be quite yeah. siloed to that group. I think traveling on your own is an amazing experience that I would highly recommend. You find yourself as a person and you find some of the best friends, certainly speaking for myself, some of the best friends that will last you a lifetime that you know that you're going to keep in your life and you find out things about yourself along the way. It's, it's way more of a challenge. Yeah, I've, I, w- I won't bring it up today, but I think, uh, I think we were thinking of having an episode about travel uh, in the upcoming uh, podcast series. I think that might be our next topic. And I have Absolutely. a good story to remind you about one time I traveled alone when I went into Patagonia, when I went traveling through Patagonia. And if you have a look online with a beach tent, and I'll tell you the rest of that story some other day, but I can tell you it's a very good story. I don't know if I ever told you, Eugene. Did I ever tell you this story? I don't story? think so. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So, Eugene, yeah. you have anything else to add to it before we hang up? I do, yeah. So the, the bit of advice that, that we were talking about, about bringing the, the, the wee one home, um, don't, don't get too afraid. Don't, don't use my example to install fear or, or, or anything like that. That's not what it's for. Um, what it kind of shows you is that it could be a mixture of anything um, and definitely utilize Amazon for people that are going to be buying new presents, set up your own baby register and stuff like that so you don't duplicate stuff. So our advice is uh, you have to play it by the baby. Play your hand when you see it. Yeah, don't get it covered in butt paste. Yep, absolutely not. It could be dangerous. Don't forget to tune in on Friday again, folks, where we're going to have Dr. Kieran O'Mahony, who is really going to bring us on a journey through neuroscience, kids' education, to playing music in Seattle, to being asked by a very, very famous band to step down from the stage. It's, it, it's a really, really fascinating listen. Uh, make sure and pick up the episode when it drops. All right, I think that's it for today. And again, uh, if you'd like to comment on our community or any of the topics we have today, uh, let us know. You can either reach out by email, you can message on Facebook, or you can go to gohere.club and that'll bring you to our actual community page where we're discussing some of these topics. So we will look forward to speaking to you again and have a great week. Take care. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on I See Dad People. If you would like to check out the rest of our podcasts and be the first to hear our new ones, you can visit us at icdadpeople.com or follow us on Instagram at icdadpeople underscore official. And we will see you next time. And remember, I see dad people. I see them all the time. <laughs>